I think personally in a time where we're so bombarded, we are so overstimulated, we are so used to being Welcome to Finding Your Spark again. We're here today with Krista Lockwood from Motherhood Simplified. And uh, we're going to talk today really about how your space interacts with your body and brain and makes these different emotional conditions and why it's important to pay attention to that uh, and maybe even a little bit of what, what can we do about it. So uh, welcome, Krista. I'm so glad you're here. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk about this. Excellent. Yeah. This is uh, a topic that is uh, dear to my heart because I have a very varied background and among it, uh, there is a lot of design work. And so this idea of how do we interact with the world uh, has been explored in my life through sound design and interior design and all these different ways that I've gotten to, uh, to study that and to express that in the world. And so I can't wait to hear about kind of what your experience is with that exact connection. I love that you have experience in interior design because it doesn't come naturally to me, but I do know that if you declutter your space and you kind of clear out space, then it gets a lot easier to, you know, add back the things that you love and inspire you and make it enjoyable to be in your home. Like I can see in your background, you've got a beautiful little space. <laughs> yeah. Spaces are important to me, but I have to say, I do have a clutter habit. <laughs> I do. I do. Definitely. <laughs> I mean, Definitely. There's, it's like a thing that sometimes I am comfortable in the clutter and then, yeah. and then I'm not right. And I think that has a lot to do with our, our bodies and our brains, the brain, brain chemistry and how the brain responds to our spaces where it's like, when you don't have clarity, you don't want clarity, right? You don't, you're not ready for clarity. So yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. So this is a good way to kind of start off the conversation because one of the things that I always teach moms and why I call my business, like motherhood simplified instead of like motherhood minimalism, right? Or like declutter everything is because the whole point of utilizing decluttering is to is to meet your needs better, to like create the space in the life for the things that you need when you need them. And our seasons of life are always changing. Um, you know, I have five kids. And so what I needed five years ago when I had only three kids is very different from what I need now that we have five kids and, you know, it's, it might sound a little backwards, but the more kids I have, the less stuff I want because I'm spending so much time on the kids that I just mm. don't have time or energy to give to the stuff in my space. And then there are seasons of life and, uh, you know, just seasons in general where you do want more stuff, right? Like we're coming into the holiday seasons when we record this we generally want to have more like decor around us, more lighting, more, you know, Christmas trees or whatever it is that you celebrate with. We want to bring more stuff in. Maybe we want to learn how to keep resources that we can use in the future, you know, like food storage or clothing storage, those kinds of things. So I love that you said that because yeah, sometimes you do want more stuff and sometimes you don't. I love that um, there's a lot of data out there. So there's there have been studies about what happens to our cognitive abilities when we're surrounded by 
clutter. And it's a really interesting thing that you bring up children because children uh, have a lot of activity associated with them, right? They walk in and out of rooms and they have limbs and they move around, right? And all of this is needs to be processed by our brain. And so just the more activity you have with other people having an impact on how much you want your space cleared out is a really interesting relationship. I know that that there's been uh, studies on cognitive overload and, and how do, where's that tipping point, right? So that's, that's a really interesting thing. I like how you said that. Where's that tipping point? And um, it's, I used to be a Montessori teacher. I don't know if you know much about Montessori, but I do. My sister was a Montessori teacher. Oh yeah. So she, yeah, she, and you probably understand that Montessori is a lot of times like mainstream consumerism and stuff has turned Montessori into something that it's not the basis of Montessori really is creating an environment that allows children and also adults. It applies to adults as well an environment that allows children to go deep into their play, right? For kids, we call it play or their work. We call it their work because their work is their play. And for adults, the same is true. And we live, I think personally in a time where we're so bombarded, we are so overstimulated. We are so used to being surrounded by a million and one options. Like you think about going to a grocery store food options are endless. People are, there's always different food. Like we like hummus and there's like 50 different varieties of hummus. Like our, we are overstimulated and it makes it difficult to make decisions. And then the same is especially true for children. And it's conflicting because the message that we're sent is more is better, more, 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 more options, more variety. If your kids aren't getting to experience 15 different kinds of blocks, like they're, they're never going to make it to Harvard. Right. And that's just not true. (laughs) If we can simplify our environments, we have a lot more opportunity to go deep into as adults, you know, our work too, deep into our nutrition, our fitness, our, you know, our relationships, our personal development, even our budgeting, like decluttering Mm -hmm. my house has made it so I can go deep into all of those things or my creativity, right? <laughs> yeah, or your play, right? I mean, you, you're really, yeah, exactly. You're really touching on the essence of my business when you start talking about play and joy and how do we, how do we foster it and how do we nurture it, right? So those are really important questions uh, that we, we work with in my business. And so that starts early, or if you didn't get it, you got to start now, right? You know, in marketing, there's a saying, a confused mind always says no. Mm-hmm. And this sense of like, can I move forward? Can I do my homework? Can I have a good job? Can I get the job done? Right. Can I cook dinner? All of those things are, are things you have to say yes to in order to be living your life fully. Right. You have mm-hmm. to find your way forward in those things. So that idea that, um, those cluttered moments create that confusion is, is super important in terms of our ability to um, function in the world and to create a really good life. Yeah. I mean, I, I can see that being true for us, like in the very, in the smallest of ways, because that's what I, that's what I help 
people with is like when you wake up in the morning and you go get dressed, you walk in your closet to get dressed, you're surrounded like a pretty common experience for people is to walk into their closet surrounded by clothes and still feel like they have nothing to wear and you're instantly overwhelmed and or both sometimes not only can you not find anything to wear but then you see the pile of dirty clothes that you have to deal with and you're like okay I can't find anything to wear I'm super behind on laundry I have all these things to do you get dressed you go to your kitchen and it's almost often the same thing of like there's dishes from yesterday I'm so behind and those little things eat up your, your mental space, your mental and emotional space to do anything beyond it. And for me, it felt like I had to, I had to make a trade, right? If I, if I prioritize going, doing something that I want to do, then I'm going to pay for it because I'm going to fall even further behind on like these pointless messes in my house that are bringing me down. Or I spend my time catching up on my house stuff and I miss out on the things that I want to do. And so the point of everything that I want to teach people, especially mothers, is that you don't have to choose between those. Like you really can make it simple enough to have both. That's the key, isn't it? Is really to find that space where we don't have to say no to life in order to be in service to our families. And and even just, you know, I don't have children and the list is still there for me, right? Mm-hmm. So there's, uh, you know, you, there's, we end up in service to our lives in a way that doesn't serve us when it's big, big, big. Yeah. That is one thing that I, that I say in a similar way is that you want to have a home that supports you and your life, not one that feels like it's just more work for you to do, to keep up on. Yeah. And how we do that can have so many, there's so many varieties of how we can do that. So that's also really interesting, right? And what our resources are, like, do we have helpers? Do we not have helpers, right? All that kind of stuff. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about simplifying and its impact on like, how do we, how do we do it? Why do we do it? All of that. So when it comes to actually getting started, the way that I recommend is just looking around your space. It can be at work. It can be at home, but looking around at your space and noticing the things that you are stuck doing all the time that you're like, I just wish that either I could get caught up on this and you wonder like, maybe why can't I get caught up on this? Or you're like, I really don't like doing that. Like, I don't like this stuff. I don't even know what it is and figuring out how you can get rid of it. To me, simplifying is just removing the things that really are not essential in your day, in your life, in your business, anything. So it could be as simple as sitting down in your office space and maybe you work from home and you've got laundry over there, right? I don't know if that ever happens to you, but being like, how can I reduce the amount of laundry that I'm actually doing? Because it's not easy for me to come and work in this space when I'm distracted by that kind of a stuff. Or in your business or your personal life, just figuring out what you can say no to, like obligations toward people. What can you say no to that allows you to say yes to other things that are way more important to you? My experience of that is that it changes over time. So I just moved and moving is, uh, it's just big. It's just big. It just has a lot of moving parts and there's just a lot to it. And particularly if you didn't, you know, if you're not, uh, you didn't have an organizer come in and like pack every box that says exactly where it goes. And you know that in your new space, right? Then it's kind of can be really overwhelming. 
And one of the things I noticed is that as I start to get out into my new community and meet people is that they're always surprised at how quickly I'm doing that, right? I prioritize that because it's really important to me to have connection to people. I love people and I love talking to people. And so for me, that's a really high priority where I know there are still boxes. Fortunately, they're upstairs where I can't see them and they're not like completely stressing me out. Uh, but but I know there's still work to do, but organizing it in a way where uh, it, it isn't a, so much a part of my my day to day that it's a big distraction. Uh, do you find that that happens a lot with children as well? Yeah, and moving because we have actually moved. Uh, I mean, between 2013 until now, about 10 different times sometimes across the country, like Alaska to Florida, Florida to Idaho, wow, at, like all over. So yes, you're right about simplifying, but what you said, um, just gave me an idea of a way to articulate it in a different way that when it comes to simplifying, I think a lot of times people think that it means how can I figure out how to do more? Right. So you just moved. You're like, I've got to unpack my house. I want to prioritize these connections. What I see happening a lot of times is people are looking for a way to do more, right? They're like, how do I get my house in order and go meet people and stay on top of health, fitness, finances, relationships, my marriage, all these things. And, and you can't, when it comes to simplifying, I think the, the simplest way to do it is kind of compartmentalize those things that you can get done first that are going to serve you the most in the long term, right? So you moved and I do the same thing. I'm like priority number one, get the house unpacked <laughs> because I want to get to a space where my kids and I can go meet friends. I feel like I can grocery shop without like frantically just getting whatever I throw in the cart. Like I want to be able to have a plan for that. And um, I think that's where people get a little bit hung up is that they're trying, they're like, they're like, I want to figure out how to do all of these things. And you just can't do them all right now. You've got to figure out what's the most important thing to do now that will set you up to have more space in the long term. And yeah. sometimes that's saying no. Sometimes it's just trading time now for time later. I love that you're bringing this up because in my work, we talk about time and how time, when you visualize it as a file cabinet, becomes much more manageable, right? So instead of it being a thing that a stream essentially is how most people experience it. They're like, I'm trying, I'm going down the stream and the stream is going faster and faster as we get older and older, right? When we're two, our experience of time is really different than when we're 20 or 40 or 60. And so they kind of feel like that, like I got to grab it as much as I can do along the way. But when we look at it like a filing cabinet that we can access at any point in our lives, then it's a really different relationship, right? Then those things that we wanted to do or, or wished we could have done or did poorly that we wanted to do better at different times in our lives are accessible to us all of the time. Uh, and so that's, that's really becomes very interesting when we apply it to relationships and to how we move through the world. But it's super interesting just in terms of stuff, what we have. I love this visual of the filing cabinet because if you apply it to you know things in your home, because that's the main area that I talk about simplifying is your actual physical home. Um, if you have a filing cabinet, basically you took all the stuff from your house and put it into there, you probably wouldn't have room for it all. 
And so it would be kind of easy to filter through and sort through those things and get rid of what you don't need, what you don't want, what's broken, what's not usable, what you've outgrown, whether it's because your body has changed and you've outgrown it, or maybe you've just outgrown it. It's not your style anymore. Um, that happens a lot, you know, having five kids, like things are pretty transient in here (laughs) as far as clothes, toys, types of dishes that we have. Um, so yeah, I, I love that analogy. So when we're going through our lives and here we are, and we know we've, we're getting rid of things that aren't serving us and we're right. Particularly when you have a lot of moving parts. So you work with women who have children. So that's a really, that's a lot of moving parts. Uh, I work with women, no matter what their circumstances. And a lot of times we gather stuff that give us a lot of moving parts. And so this concept, uh, um, that you can multitask your way through it is prevalent in our society. How do you feel about that? I love this question. I I personally don't believe in that. I don't think that's how we're designed to operate. I think that's the way our society has come to be structured. And so a lot of us have to do it by default. And that's one thing that I notice inside of homes for people is that we have so much stuff and so many things to do that we're forced to multitask and it's not, it's not efficient. And I think that, you know, some people can do it. Some people can do it. They can be just fine with it. But I think the majority of people end up feeling very overwhelmed, very scattered, pulled in too many directions. And then it feels like you're doing a lot of things, but not really any getting anything done. And so when you simplify things, it becomes a lot easier to compartmentalize, streamline tasks, um, create like dedicated focus. I think distractions come in for simplifying a lot because we are so used to being distracted. And I don't think that it has to be that way. I think like, you know, we just had a moment here um, while recording where I have interruptions for my kids. And so because I have kids that are distracting I have to reduce the rest of the distractions in my life as much as possible, which means I've got to just, I've got to say no to a lot of things, not forever, but just right now. It means that, yes, I love for my kids to have access to fun toys, but it needs to be an amount that we can easily clean up. That doesn't just turn into chaos that we can't recover from in like 10 minutes Um, because otherwise I'm going to be trying to make dinner. I'm going to be tripping over messes. They're going to be overstimulated, overwhelmed, and that's going to make it extremely difficult for me to focus. Um, So I do the best that I can. I think everybody does. I don't think it's realistic to eliminate all distractions, but multitasking, I just don't find to be very efficient. What's uh, interesting to me is that there's a relationship between multitasking. So multitasking is we uh, humans can't actually do it. So that was interesting that you brought that up. We don't actually do a thing called multitasking, right? We can't actually do multiple things at once. What happens is we make our brains do this and then this and then this and then this really, really fast. So we switch between. So it's multi-switching more than it's Mm. multitasking, right? And when we do that, we put our bodies into that fight or flight space over and over and over again. And what's interesting is I've seen that there's some research around cortisol production and things like that in terms of uh, clutter in your house as well. Mm -hmm. And 
So you look at all of that and you go, okay, I'm, I'm multitasking over here. I got my ding, ding, ding going on on my phone. I got somebody interrupting me. I got stuff. Stuff is calling to me from over across the room going, come on, come on, come on. You got to put me away. And then suddenly we have all these life problems, right? The life problems of I'm overwhelmed. I'm exhausted by two o'clock in the afternoon. I'm gaining weight. I'm, right, I'm unable to handle the amount of stuff. Uh, uh, not just physical stuff, but um, uh, emotional things that are happening in my life and all of that. And, and really how simple that is, right? How, like, if we just bring it on back and just Mm -hmm. simplify, as you've said, how, how powerful that can be. That's wonderful. Yeah. One thing that I do time and time again for clients is helping them look at all of the things they have to do, right? Either all of the things that they have to do or all of the things in their house. And I'm good at kind of pulling away the non-essential for them and saying, this would be the best step to take, right? So just this one thing, just do this one thing, right? And then you can do this next one thing. And then you can do this next one thing. And I think that speaks to the power of how overstimulated and overwhelmed most people are to the point that it's, it's really difficult to even know what to do. Um, I can like for my kids, for example, if they walk into a space with a hundred options of toys, they're going to pull them all out, dump them all out and ultimately play with nothing. Right. (laughs) And as adults, like if you have a business and you have a hundred tasks to do, you're going to do essentially the same thing. You've got a hundred tabs open. You're going to skip from here to here to here, pull it all out and usually ultimately not get anything done. Um, yeah, just, we need like one, just one small thing we can do and get through the tasks that we have. <laughs> it's nice. I've worked with uh, people who have gone through trauma and often that's their response as well. Uh, either during or after the traumatic event, they, um, and trauma can be, you know, there's a whole variety that can, can qualify as trauma. But often it's, it becomes really overwhelming to make any choice. So the choices are like, okay, go take a shower and then call me back. <laughs> you know, okay, now, okay, now sit down, see if you can drink water and call me back. <laughs> you know, it has yeah. to get super simple when the world is overstimulating and finding that balance so that we're not in that traumatic, traumatized space is really important, obviously. I think a lot of times we that can that can be a buildup as well. We we get there by accident as opposed to by uh, incident, you know, yeah. uh, where we can't can't function to the to the level that we expect ourselves to and that we want to and that we should be able to, to in order to live a full life. You said one thing at the beginning of the episode where you know you you have sometimes you want these things around you, right? When it comes like I'm thinking of like creative, like. I like to paint and I like to create things. And um, one thing that I talk about a lot is increasing your threshold, your clutter threshold. And similar to what you're talking about, sometimes you really do have to strip it down to the basics of almost almost nothing. I'm not going to say you have to you have to strip it down to nothing, but if you can strip it down to the very basics of what you can handle, what your threshold is right now, then you can slowly add up and build more into it, whether it's the tasks that you're doing, right? Because sometimes it is as simple as like, take a shower, right? <laughs> Go to sleep at a regular time, right? It's as basic as that. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think it just feels weird to have to go back to 
that basic of a level sometimes because of the way that our society is structured. It feels weird. Um, but the same is true for like the stuff in your house, just reduce it down. And then slowly you can increase your threshold again to an amount that's manageable to you and inspiring to you and allows for you to do these extra things like be creative or whatever it is that you want to do. Uh, one of my siblings is an interior designer and she's a high level interior designer. But one of the things that's really I've taken from her practice is that if you find the spaces, if you design on purpose, those spaces so that they are respite for you. So there's beauty in them or there's right. So that they have to serve you where there's a certain space that exists that holds that, that memory for you or that, um, uh, emotional quality for you. It's interesting. Actually, now I'm just looking at it right now, but this picture, this painting right here and this little setting are, uh, so, so this is a horse I know, right? <laughs> this is not just a random horse. This is a horse that I knew in my youth who had a baby that I rode all the time, and, you know, like that. So it's like, this is a part of my life that is there and is painted by my brother, who's an artist. And so more part of my life, more part of my life. This was one of my, uh, my sister's horses. So more part, right. So we sort of build these things around us. And then if they can hold those spaces for us, as you're rebuilding that, then, uh, then we don't kind of have to all the time, you know? So that's, that's a really interesting connection just to design in terms that is like a foundational thing that I teach here. You're a natural <laughs> is, you know, clearing space for those things in your life that honor, honor your stories, honor your history that, you know, get you excited to talk about. Um, like for me, it's a pair of green shorts that all five of our kids have worn like little pair of like green. I don't know. We got them at like clearance at a random like grocery store, I think for our first and all five of my kids have worn them. And I always keep them around, like just in my toddler's drawers. And I'll probably, once I don't have toddlers anymore, put them in my nightstand drawer because it's something that inspires me. Like I pull them out and I'm like, you all wore these. We wore these all across the country. Um, you guys were all so cute in them. Like they've got some paint on here from who knows what. <laughs> um, but yeah, like creating, opening up that space to just honor your story, honor your memories, your life. Um, I think it's a beautiful thing, right? Because a lot of times we think things are sentimental and they're making us feel something strong, but not necessarily something good um, mm. or valuable. And so mm. sometimes it's on the other end, you know, it's like very powerful to get rid of those things because mm. they're actually keeping you stuck in grief. Maybe it's reminding you of, you know, a divorce and you're like, I don't want this couch anymore because we're divorced and we bought it together. And that's a kind of a common thing that comes up in our, in our group is furniture that you bought with somebody who you're now divorced from. They're like, I just want it gone. Like, so yeah, it's interesting. The connection between our emotions and our stuff and the ways that we can process our emotions by either choosing to keep it and, or let it go. Yeah. And how that, uh, process of making decisions is super different from, is it functional? Is it beautiful? Is it right? Does it fit all these criteria that are sort of uh, set up by the world, 
right? Because those are not really, they don't, doesn't have anything to do with us. And so that what serves me is great. I love that you're talking about that. And I do find that people, unless you're choosing joy, you're choosing happiness on a regular basis, then uh, it is really easy to put up with those things and not to not even realize that they are sucking away your life force. Yeah. So it's great that you bring they, it up. They really do. I have a, there was a belt that I had from the time I was like 15. I got it when I was 15 and I got rid of it like two years ago. And it was a big deal to me. Cause I'm like, I've had this for like half my life, you know, and there's good memories in it. And there's a lot of really not great memories. And I would just like to get rid of it now. And I was like, I told everybody, I'm like, I just got rid of this. I feel so emotionally free. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, I love that. I yeah. love that. I love that. You're reminding me that. So I just did this giant move and my move was uh, complicated in that uh, I moved out of the house that had my things in it a year before I moved into this house. So everything went into storage. And so then I tried to, and it wasn't particularly well packed. It was all very rushed. And my, my uh, late husband had just passed away and my house sold. And so it was like, I don't know, I have this giant bed and breakfast to try to pack up and figure out what to keep and what not to keep. And it was quite overwhelming. Right. And so, um, and it was a big change, a big portal of change. And as I was trying to figure out what to bring with me, some things got left behind that I would have chosen to, to keep and other things I would never have chosen to keep. And there's such delight in them. You know, there's so many things that I'm like, Oh my goodness, I forgot about that. I'm so glad it came with me, you know? So yeah. it's nice. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm glad you have those kinds of things too, to keep you you know excited. And like, I'm so glad that I have these things. Cause I think it's, that's really important. Um, sometimes people can take decluttering too far and I'm like, no, no, like keep those things, keep those things. Yeah. And figure out what those things are. Like yeah. sometimes it takes a little time to go, do I actually love this? Do I actually need this? Do I actually want this in my life? Is this serving me? And how does it like, for instance, I used to have blue plates. So I tried to sell the blue plates at my tag sale at the end of my house, you know, thing. And they're, you know, valuable. So I didn't mark them down to nothing. Right. I was like, I was reasonable, but they didn't get bought. And I thought I'll just take what doesn't get bought because then I, it's sort of, there's a cer certain choosing that is happening between me and the universe. Right. And what my vibrational state is. So I get here and I unpack everything. And I realized that all of the things that I chose to keep, which uh, a lot of which come from my mother-in-law and all are sort of gold rimmed and really very specific, go beautifully with this set that I, that the world chose for me to keep. Right. Yeah. So that sort of back and forth of like, just don't decide if you can't decide, right. Do the thing that yeah. feels really good in you as opposed to forcing yourself into things. I'm yeah. sure that plays into your work quite a bit. Yeah, it does. It goes back to doing, doing the simplest thing first, right? Just, you know, we, we kind of touched on it. If it's that, if that's, if it's take a shower, do that. But when it comes to like getting rid of things and that stuff feels too heavy, just go look in your spice cabinet, go look under your kitchen sink. Like there's plenty of things I'm sure in there that are expired or just trashed and you can get rid of them. Uh, yeah, start with something simpler. And that decluttering really is a skill 
So it, you practice it. And if you can practice on these smaller things that aren't such a big deal, that don't feel so big, not only do you clear space, like in your day-to-day life of like, oh, I have less, I have less messes to clean up, right? I have less laundry to keep up on. You also have more space to process those bigger things, like like the, the, the types of items that you're discussing. Well, I love that we're having such a great conversation and uh, I could talk to you probably all day, but uh, I would love to just uh, take a second to see if there's a way that people can get in touch with you and kind of what you've got going on in your professional practice. Yeah. So my website is motherhoodsimplified.com. It's where I keep everything. I've got podcasts, blogs, a free guide, decluttering courses. Um, I do speak through the lens of motherhood because I have so many kids. It's just hard not for me not to, <laughs> but the the steps apply to anybody, you know, just, just decluttering what to do first, next and last. Um, I would say the website is the best space. And because I have so many kids, all of my stuff is, is on demand. So stuff that you can do on your own time. Cause I don't have time right now to help people one-on-one. <laughs> That's a really yeah. big thing in motherhood is that if you've got three minutes to yourself, that's something yeah. <laughs> and you're doing yeah. something with it, you know, right? Yeah. 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 Nice. So maybe one day well, we'll make sure one support again, but not right now. <laughs> nice. Well, uh, we'll make sure that it's all linked below on all of the platforms, which it goes out to many. So please do take a look at that and uh, connect there with Krista. Thank you so much for being with me here today. Yeah, thank you so much. 